Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with Spring Break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code RTFP to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a Wisdom Wednesday with the wisdom coming from my buddy Big Cat from Barstool. Got to talk with him with the Eagles playing the Bears this week and get his thoughts on a guy I know he revered in Mike Leach, who unfortunately passed away at the age of 61. We are presented by DraftKings. We are already only two days away from a new Spread the Word winner via social media, a new sponsor confirmation email winner, and a new YouTube shout-out winner. I think you guys pretty much know the deal with all those contests. Although I didn't even pick who's getting the latest Madden code for subscribing to the YouTube page, youtube.com. Slash Ross Tucker NFL. So go to my Twitter screenshot when you subscribe to the YouTube and then reply to it. I'm going to probably pick that later on today. Uh, a lot to get to. So let's get right into it with Big Cat with the Big Show. The Big Show. So if you're not familiar with Big Cat and or his show, pardon my take, but where have you been? It's like the most popular sports podcast in the world it's incredible I've been on it a couple times and really that there is no secret sauce other than it's probably the two funniest guys I know that aren't like professional comedians like even if all you did was follow them on social media at PFT commenter and at Barstool Big Cat you would know they are legitimately hilarious it's kind of an awesome story, uh, Big Cat, that you guys found each other, and then it was like, it, it was like meant to be. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. Um, I appreciate the kind words. Um, it is funny. Yeah, we 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 met each other because it was probably it's like eight years ago now. Um, people were claiming that uh, I was stealing his jokes, he was stealing my jokes. A lot of parallel thought. And then we met each other and we had a beer in Chicago. And I remember, I think we both were like, you know, the next thing we want to do is like try to like get uh, Cal Ripken for steroids. And like we both had had that independent thought together. Um, so it's, you know, it's been great. It's been a wild ride. Barstool, you know, over a decade working here. And, and part of my takes been going at it for we're coming up on seven years, I think. So uh, it's it's I have the best job in the world. I have the best job in the world. I'm a very regular guy. I like to gamble and watch football, and uh, I get paid well to do that. So I can't complain. 
I can't believe it's been seven years already, man. I remember, you know, like being in studio with you guys. I think it was year one, maybe. It was pretty early in the process. Time is going crazy fast. Before I get into some of this other stuff, I do want to promote this because I'm a big fan of promoting um, businesses. People know I promote myfrontpagestory.com a lot on here. You guys have kind of transitioned to the point where you're now selling coffee and cheesesteaks. That's amazing, by the way. Like, what a combo. What a country. Yeah. Uh, how's that going? Because that, correct me if I'm wrong, especially the cheesesteak part of it, that sounds like a lot of work behind the scenes that people could just hit a button, order a cheesesteak, and it gets delivered to their house. Like, that, that was not like something you came up with in two weeks. Yeah, yeah. I That is also, the, both part of my cheesesteaks and Stella Blue Coffee is a testament to how, like, huge that Barstool has become and the growth that we've had. We have, I think I saw, we had our end of the year meeting the other day. Um, and when we moved to New York, I think there was 11 employees. We're at 400 now. So that's been since that's been like six years for we're at 400 people. So many talented people, so many people behind the scenes that make us look good. The coffee has been going fantastic. Like just a seamless launch, really, really smart people that support us. And, uh, you know, like it, when, when you're working on a game or, you know, working in, in media in any, in any capacity, there are for every person you see in front of the camera, there's like 20 people that are making that person look great and be set up for success. So yeah, that's, that's really a testament to the whole team behind us. That's awesome, man. Did you start to post the coffee stuff knowing you were going to do this or no. did you start thinking about doing it as you were posting like the coffee meme every morning? It's so we get a lot of credit for being smarter than we are. Um, <laughs> people will oftentimes be like, Oh, this was like genius to you. It's like, no, I'm pretty dumb. I'm a dumb person. I started posting the coffee meme. Cause I was just like, you know, I got two kids. I'm tired all the time. I'm up at, you know, seven in the morning with them. I just thought it was started as a joke. Like I, you know, like, like basically like a, a, your, your Facebook aunt, like posting a coffee meme. I was like, oh, I'm going to do this. Um, and then after like six months, Erica was like, should we start a coffee company? And I was like, wow, I never thought of that. So, uh, yeah, I'm an, I'm an idiot. And it was by, it was by chance and and luck. That is amazing. That's it. Look, that's how a lot of stuff happens. Um, Yeah, I say all the time, like, uh, I don't know if I ever told you the story, but in like 2009, maybe or 2008, ESPN hired me away from Sports Illustrated. It was like a year after I retired. I was writing for Sports Illustrated because I know Peter King. ESPN hired me away and to write for them. And they said, do you want to host our podcast? And I was like, absolutely. I would love to. Literally, Big Cat, I had no idea what a podcast was. None. I was just like, I, I just knew they were going to pay me money to talk about football. So I did that for three years. And I knew what the audience was. I knew what the advertisers were paying. So then I went on my own because I was like, wait a minute, like I'm going to, I'm going to do my own thing here, which um, like best thing I've ever done in my life, probably. Yeah. And it was really just luck that ESPN asked me to do it. I think, I think in general, successful people are probably a lot luckier than the general public realizes. Could, Could not agree more. It actually drives me nuts when you hear like these fake instagram people who are like this is how you can become a millionaire this is how this can happen like all you gotta do is work really hard 
the amount of luck that every successful person has had, whether they want to admit it or not, because I think a lot of times really successful people don't want to admit the luck because then it kind of diminishes their genius or their skill. Can I swear? We try not to. All right, screw that. Screw that. All these people, you got lucky in a lot of ways. There's a, there's a lot of talent. There's a lot of, you know, hard work. I, I'll be the first to say, like, um, I think I work harder than almost anyone in media, but I had a lot of luck, too. I had a lot of luck, and a lot of things bounced my way. So I think any successful person has to recognize that and appreciate it because otherwise you're going to just be walking around thinking that you're you're the best thing ever and uh, every idea you have will be a, a $100 million idea. Yeah, so the thing, one of the things I like the most about you is your work ethic because I can tell when you're up by your tweets – so, like, you'll be watching, like, the late basketball games, but then you get up early because your kids, like, I know you're not sleeping that much. You got to try, well, I guess your kids are three and a half and one. You got to try to rock a nap in there some days, like a midday nap. Are you ever able to get that in? Because that's what I do a lot. Yeah, sometimes I'll hit the nap on the weekend. I do, um, my son, too, is at the, the, the age now where uh, his new thing is he just gets up whenever he wants to get up. So, the last four nights... He's just been like face to face with me at like four thirty in the morning. Like, got you know, got out of his room and he's just like, "Dad, I'm ready to get up." I'm like, "Dude, what are you doing?" Like, I went to bed like three hours ago. But um, the naps, and then I've also gotten good at the like ten minute nap while watching the kids. Like, if you have the kid, I'll have the kids close by, and it's basically like my son's now at an age that if something bad happened, he would wake me up. So it's like. I can like take, I can close my eyes for 10 minutes. I'll set my alarm for 10 minutes sitting on the couch, knowing like they can play, play by themselves for 10 minutes. All right. So transitioning, we were talking about successful people and luck and genius. I did want to get your thoughts on Mike Leach passing. I don't remember how much interaction that you've had with him, but I know that you revere him. And I just wanted to give you the platform um, on this show to say why. Yeah, so I mean, we did have him on. Um, we had him on a couple times. Uh, part of my take became friendly with him. Um, you know, texting with him. It, it, he he definitely was one of those guys that you could just tell had fun, and he was unapologetically himself. And I I when I say the fun part, it's it's an important thing because when you think about college football and you think about all the successful coaches, like. Urban Meyer doesn't have fun. Nick Saban doesn't have fun. Kirby Smart doesn't have fun. And that doesn't mean Mike Leach wasn't taking it seriously because he was a phenomenal coach. The way he turned around Texas Tech and Washington State. I mean, he had the only 11-win season in Washington State history. He did great things in terms of coaching, but he also had fun. And he also was himself. And he didn't try to put on airs. And he didn't try to be someone he's not. And he didn't try to, you know, dress it up for – for corporate America or uh, try to give off the vibe of someone that is uh, trying too hard or anything. He was himself. And I just, we're going to miss him because he's a character and he made, he made college football more fun. And on top of all of that, the game is different because of Mike Leach. Mike Leach's fingerprints are all over the game of football. When you watch on a Saturday and you see four verts and you see, you know, just running gun and just guys bombing the ball like Mike Leach and Hal Mummy at Kentucky. Like that was, that was a revolution. And, and everyone he's touched Lincoln Riley, Aranda Holgerson, all these guys that you watch Sonny Dykes, who you're going to watch in college football playoff. 
all these guys were touched by Mike Leach. So I think that's his, his greatest legacy is that his, his mind does live on in football with everyone that he, you know, came across. Totally agree. I'm going to talk about that a little bit later in the show. And I also could not agree more with what you're saying about happiness and having fun. You know, it's, I always think when people say, oh, that person's really successful. I'm like, well, what do you mean by that? Like, because they have a lot of money or because they won a bunch of games? Like, I don't know. My personal philosophy is whoever stacks up the most happy days when they die, like, that's who won, right? Like, like every day that you have a happy, fun day, that's a win. If you don't, that's a loss. And that's actually the scoreboard at the end. It's not like how much money you had or how many championships you won or anything like that. That's my opinion. Speaking of yeah. that, by the way. Yeah, I like Chicago that. That's Bears, a great way to look at it. Yeah, Chicago Bears have lost six in a row. However, I got to think that on some level, you must be feeling pretty good about it. Like, give me, give me your – for those of you who don't know, Big Cat's a diehard Bears fan. And I think this is something that every NFL fan that watches or listens to the show can relate to. Where kind of are you right now with your beloved Bears? Okay, so it's been an interesting season. Justin Fields is the guy. He is truly, uh, I I feel confident in his growth and what he's shown and what he can become more than any quarterback. I don't want to say Bears history, but pretty much. Like, this this is a guy who's different than everything we've ever had. But at the same time, Losing is good this year because you want that draft pick, especially if you're going to trade and get a lot of draft capital for it. So it is a very weird situation to watch these games, be legitimately excited about watching Bears games for the first time in a long time because that's how exciting Justin Fields is. But also at the end of the day, like want to lose the game. Um, so it's 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 been a, a fun season, weirdly, even though it's a 3-10 and 10 team. Uh, there's been a little frustration, but yeah, I, at this point, I think they got to lose the stretch out and I have something for you, Ross. So this bears Eagles matchup is a personal catastrophe matchup for me. Okay. You know that I'm, I'm not a great gambler. Everything usually goes wrong for me. Whenever I'm gambling, my beloved bears going against Eagles. I have a super bowl ticket for the Philadelphia Eagles to win the super bowl at 22 to one. I'd win $200,000, $200,000. I need the Eagles to get the one seed. I need the Bears to lose out to get a better draft pick. If the gambling gods treat me like they've treated me my whole life, the Bears will win this game. <laughs> that, that is unbelievable. Well, I can tell you uh, the Eagles are ridiculously good. Yeah, I grew up outside of Philly. I do their preseason games and pregame. It's the best Eagles team I've ever seen. Now, they might not win it, but, like, they're good at every position. Like, they're like, everybody's good. It's unbelievable how everything has come together at the right time. Um, That's funny. So, basically, like, the Bears' losses to the Dolphins, I think it was, like, 35-32 or the Lions, that's, like, ideal for you right now. Like, make it close, have great plays, show that we're almost a good team, but still lose at the end. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I would like the the perfect loss. We haven't gotten the perfect perfect loss because I would like Fields. Like there's been a couple times where he's had an interception late. It's like oh, I'd like to see something. But there's also been guys dropping balls. The perfect losses for the Bears 
to like be in one of those back and forth games and then at the end of the game be down like two fields drives for like a chip shot field goal does his job and then we miss the field goal that's like what i'm rooting for every single week so it's like so basically like basically the like the do, uh, he did. yeah basically like the double doink type situation yes yes all over Not again to bring up bad memories but yes that was the last time the Eagles played in Chicago. Where does that rank? Because that was Trubisky was looking good. It was Nagy's first year. I imagine you were like really excited. Like, okay, Mitch is the guy. Nagy's the guy. We have a home playoff game. Trubisky's taking us down the field. We're going to get a playoff win. That has to be pretty high in like the big cat disappointment rankings. It was significantly high because I truly do think that that 2018 team could have gone to the Super Bowl. Their defense was that good. Remember, this: the Rams go to the Super Bowl to play the Patriots. The Rams had come to Chicago early December and got the doors beaten off of them. They scored like six points, just suffocated that Rams offense. So I that that was a really, really hurtful full, uh, experience because I really did think that Bears team was good enough to – make a run and and carry and that defense is good enough to carry them to the Super Bowl two quick ones are the Bears really moving out of Chicago and how do you feel about that I hope so because all right so it, it, I don't want to go I, I could talk about it for like hours but Soldier Field's a dump it's not it's a beautiful place in terms of the proximity to the lake it's great for the skyline all that in terms of the actual facility it's a dump it's the smallest stadium in the NFL by far. It the lines are long, the parking is is difficult. There's not a ton of parking. The tailgate, like if you don't if you don't have a parking spot, you have to basically you know go from the south loop and walk like a mile to the stadium. The whole thing is not good. And the Bears don't own the stadium. They don't own the stadium. The city of Chicago owns the stadium. So I think what's gonna end up happening is Virginia McCaskey, as she gets up there in age. You know, hopefully she lives forever. If she passes, I think the family is not going to, you know, they're going to want their piece of the pie, not have to have everyone just still carry the Bears. They're going to sell the team. No owner in the history of the NFL is going to want to buy a team that the city owns the stadium. They want their own stadium. So I think Arlington Heights is going to be a great spot. And it's going it, to, like, at some point, the Bears have to start acting like a real franchise in, in – and that that point is like 50 years ago. They were they were thinking about moving out of Soldier Field 50 years ago. So I, it's it's long past due. It, they did a renovation in in it was like 01. That didn't like they just put a bandaid on it. It's just not it's not a good stadium and it's not a good turf. And the city owns it. They need to get they need to come up with the times and and own their own stadium. Well, I know I'm not the first person to say this, but it really does look like a spaceship landed on top of Soldier Field. It, it was, it is bizarre. I, I don't yeah. know what the logic was there, but um, it's wild. Last question, Big Cat. College bowl season is here. So I have a college draft podcast. We mainly talk NFL on this show, but I know you love bowl season. Sell my listeners on why bowl season is awesome. I mean, bowl season is the absolute best. Watching two teams that have nothing to play for play in a bowl that means absolutely nothing on like a Tuesday in that stretch of December where you're like, I don't know if I'm drunk or full or both. 
uh, it's just the best. And, and you see stupid things happen. You see weird moments happen. I love bowl season. It's one of my favorite times of the year. Um, and, and people will like, there's nothing like people walking by the TV and being like, why are you watching this? It's like, well, what, what else did I watch? It's football. It's on TV. We're at the end of the year. There's not a lot of t- ton of football left. Em- embrace bowl season. Cherish bowl season. I love bowl season. Check him out on social media at Barstool Big Cat. Check out his show, Pardon My Take, and get a cheesesteak and definitely get some coffee. Look, it's good coffee, and it's called Stella Coffee after his dog, which is good enough reason to just give it a try. It's better than any other coffee you've ever had, probably. I've never had it. I don't drink coffee. But if Big Cat puts the Big Cat stamp of approval behind Stella Blue Coffee, that's good enough for me. Thank you, Ross. I appreciate it and uh, appreciate catching up with you. Absolutely. Thanks so much for coming on the show. You know what else I appreciate? Peace of mind. Knowing that my family and I are safe at all times, especially this time of year when it is wild, by the way, how often the UPS or the Amazon or the FedEx guy comes. I think that's how my wife does the Christmas shopping. She just orders everything. Do you know how many package thefts there are? It is wild. You need to have, at a minimum, the crystal clear HD security camera feeds. You can literally see on your phone when the FedEx guy or UPS guy comes, where they drop it off. And you know, like, people are not going to come up and steal it if they know that you have a security system like Simply Safe which is the best home security system of 2022 by U.S. News & World Report for the third year in a row. They're just not going to do it. So customize the perfect system for your home, even just the, the ability to see, oh, man, that, that, that place has a security system. They're, they don't mess with that. They're not messing with this, a house that has a security system. Why would you do that? They're going to go to the next house that doesn't have a security system. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash Tucker. Go today and claim a free indoor security camera plus 20% off your order with interactive monitoring. That's simplysafe.com slash Tucker. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Tuck's Takes. Morning, Ross. We'll start with we talk about Big Cat, Mississippi State head coach Mike Leach passing away yesterday at 61 years old. So... This will actually be, Jack, um, the Labatt Blue Take of the Day, presented by Labatt Blue Light, the pristine Canadian Pilsner. Share a Labatt with friends this football season. Because I was on the air with Mike Leach a couple times. I can't remember if I was just a guest with he and Jack Aroot on the SiriusXM College show back in the day. Or maybe I might I might have hosted a couple times with Mike Leach, actually. I can't remember. Uh, But a truly unique guy, uh, a free spirit, obviously hilarious. And I kind of like that. I kind of like having some levity to the situation. It's football. It's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be enjoyable. Sometimes some of these coaches, it's like it's state secrets and it's like the most serious thing in the world. It's an entertainment product. It's football. And here's the thing. This guy's had a major impact on football at every level. Football was not like this when he started coaching. 
Mike Leach and Hal Mummy figured out, you know what? We're not using the width of the field enough. We're not spreading the defense out enough. Let's get five receivers. Let's spread them out and make the defense have to defend the total width and length of the field. And you know what? Highly successful. I remember watching Texas Tech beat Texas. They had no business doing that with the talent they had. You were talking about a guy that maximized talent. Places like Texas Tech, Washington State, Mississippi State. Those schools are not getting the pick of the litter when it comes to talent. And yet they would consistently beat a lot of these other teams that had more talent. And just the notion of spreading the defense out like they did pretty much changed football forever. I mean, think about the way high school football is now, college, certainly with the spread and everything. Even NFL teams are so different than they used to be. And I really think Mike Leach and Hal Mummy were a big, big part of that. Tuck Stakes. Cowboys signed wide receiver T.Y. Hilton, while the Bills signed Cole Beasley, another wide receiver. So what's interesting to me about this, Jack, is these are two teams that were reported to be in the Odell Beckham Jr. sweepstakes, and they're both signing different receivers. Now, Cole Beasley's like strictly a slot guy, and I think the Bills are not good enough on third down. And I think because they're not good enough on third down, the Bills wanted to give Josh Allen a reliable third down target that he's obviously very comfortable with. That makes sense. As for the Cowboys, T.Y. Hilton can do a little bit of both. T.Y. Hilton can take the top off the defense, and the Cowboys are kind of lacking that a little bit. But he also can play in the slot if you want him to. Now, you know, I don't know. It's tough to sign these guys December 12th, December 13th. We'll see what they have left in them. We'll see how good they are. But I at least um, respect that these are teams. Here's the other thing, too. You want to do this now. Because what if you have an injury at one of those positions, right? You want to make sure you're sort of covered, sort of like the the Howie Roseman getting Linval Joseph and Ndamukong Sue thing. Make sure you're covered in case of injury. I like it. Tuck Stakes. Niners lose quarterback, cornerback Deontay Spencer. Eagles lose punter Aaron Sipoff, so they signed Brett Kern and safety Anthony Harris. Another one I'm throwing in on you that we talked that was announced in the middle of your interview with Big Cat. Dallas Goddard has been designated to return from IR, while the Texans cut Eno Benjamin and the Browns put JOK on injured reserve. So, um, you know, the thing about punters is it doesn't really bother you that much when you lose them. Like, I'm not happy about it because Sippus actually made a couple athletic plays, but he was an average punter, and my guess is Kern can probably fill that void. feels like the Niners lose a lot of guys, like a lot of guys every year. Eagles signing Anthony Harris makes sense. I don't know how long Reed Blankenship will be out, but they're kind of down to their fourth safety there, and Harris started last year and knows the defense, so that makes sense. Goddard is a stud, so that adds even – it's interesting, now that I think about it, Jack, it's interesting how many points they've scored the last few games without Goddard, actually. You know? Um, it's forced them to either run it or throw it to their receivers, which has been pretty good. I don't understand the Eno Benjamin thing. I thought he was good in Arizona. This must be like a personality thing, or he gets mad if he doesn't get the ball. I don't know what's going on there. If you have insight – Send me an email, ross at rosstucker.com, 
And then, yeah, JOK, Jeremiah Owusu, Koromoa for the Browns on IR. That's not good. He's by far, from my time watching them, by far their best linebacker. Uh, let's get to, let's do an email, Jack. We don't get to as many emails as I would like. Let's do one email. Ever wanted to ask an NFL player a question? Well, here's your chance. It's time to ask Ross. Ross at RossTucker.com is the email address. Remember, if you ever take advantage of any of the sponsors, forward it to me, the screenshot or whatever, Ross at RossTucker.com with your question. I guarantee to read and respond to it on the show. What do you got, Jack? All right. This one comes from Chris Allen. He says, thank you for the wonderful years of content. I only listen to the Ross Tucker football podcast, and I listened all the way back to the days of the letter company that shall not be named. As a diehard Titans fan, I was wondering with the sorry state of the AFC South as a whole, do you think the Titans can win their division and have any chance in the playoffs that they do? And does Derrick Henry have a chance to get back to where he was before his injury last year? Thank you so much. From Chris Allen, um, this is probably from a while ago, uh, my guess. We don't get to as many emails during the season as I would like. We get to a bunch more of them in the offseason. Yes, I think the Titans will win the division because the rest of the division stinks. Um, I don't think they have much of a chance in the playoffs. Maybe win a game, but I can't really see them winning more than that. Maybe win their first home playoff game. But even that's going to be against like the Bengals or the Ravens probably, which will be tough. Um, I'm not sure. I, I, I would be curious to get your opinion, Chris, as to whether or not you think Derrick Henry is back to where he was before the injury. He looks good to me. I don't know if I think he's back back, but he looks good to me. Just like getting a loved one a story from myfrontpagestory.com would look so good to you. They will be so, and there's still time. There's still time. We're like 10 days away, okay? But they need at least a week to write the story and send it to you. So go to myfrontpagestory.com today if you haven't yet. Or you can go to Pizza Boy Brewing, Sport of Culture, humanheadnyc.com steakhousesports.com, go-bangles.com, Evergreen Economics, Vision Comics with an X, backofficescheduler.com, Fantasy Feast. We posted about an hour. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.